0: What's going on, everyone? This is Zero Gravity, bringing you into another Blurdy Massacre episode. Today, Brother Ghoulish is in the tomb, so you got me and you got Sheree the Slayer on deck. And uh, I would just like to give a little fair warning before we get into the meat of today, but just be careful using the word stand nowadays, because there is a stigma. And we're going to get into that today. Today's episode is just going to be a very... Very long, real talk. But before we get into all that meat, what's poppin'? What's really going down in the hard community right now?
1: I just found out what we do in the shadows coming back um, July 13th. So collect your friends' passwords, open those new emails, get another free trial. It is our season, bitches. Hot vampire summer. Let's go.
0: Yes, hot vampy summer. Ow. <laughs> we should, maybe I should take a, a trip to Staten Island for the one time. I've been to Staten Island like twice in my life and both times were to see the Staten Island Yankees.
1: That's baseball.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a lower level, like not like Yankee Yankee, but like I guess Yankees Jr. <laughs> question mark i don't know but uh great value it's kids. fun you can a nice ferry out there go see a baseball game for like a fraction of the price yes which for <laughs> someone like me who's not really paying attention yeah and i've never been to staten island since but i heard there's good pizza out there i like pizza there we go yeah I that's where apparently like new york pizza like kind of started i fell down this rabbit hole a couple months ago about new york pizza and uh if you believe it, like the uh, the mafia and New York pizza have like very strong ties. And uh, started in Staten Island. Somebody stole a recipe and brought it over to Queens. And then a whole bunch of people died. But you can still get that good pizza. You can still get that good pizza if you take a ferry. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, we'll be doing the shadows. It's like pretty fire. Yeah. So uh, collect your passwords. Collect your get passwords.
1: Them. Get back to together with those friends. Y'all might have had a fallen out, but it's time to like mend those fences. It's time.
0: <laughs> it's time to mend because my season is coming up and i can't miss it thank you very much um has jenna ortega tethered herself to timmy burton honest question
1: i'm so stressed i just want to be like blink twice if you need help girl blink twice for real for real your brother's name is marcus we know you're one of us
0: we will save you wait really yeah You can't hide forever, girl. Listen. The flavor's gonna pop out and Timmy Burton's gonna be like, wait a minute.
1: He's gonna put your brother's He'll name put is a Adobo, Adobo? Yeah.
0: Your brother's name was what? <laughs> I can't see you anymore. <laughs> She's like, I'm still here. <laughs> uh yeah, but honestly, a possibility. Um, Jenna Ortega was just cast in Beetlejuice too. Which is like a giant eye roll for me. I'm so fucking over Beetlejuice. Same.
1: I'm over Timmy Burton. I'm over Beetlejuice, and I'm mad that this cast is a bunch of people I love. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably will, like put it on respectfully when it's on a streamer because I'm not giving Timmy money. Um, but like, they're getting back all the girls. They're getting back Winona Ryder. They're getting back Michael V. Keaton. Um, <laughs> Michael
0: V. Keaton. <laughs> <Show to laughs> yeah.
1: If he ain't Beetlejuice, I ain't tuning in. Um, that's what I've learned in my life. <laughs>
0: like, Honestly, and also, um, didn't they cast Willem Dafoe?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and Moira Rose herself will be coming back as well.
0: It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a battle. Like but uh
1: Satan. I didn't, always you know what? You, Satan always comes for you when you're doing the right things. <laughs> correct. When you were going that high, Satan's like, guess what? I'm gonna put these people in the Timmy Bird movie. Now what? And you're like, oh no. Ooh,
0: temptress." Fuck. You know, it was hard enough to be quiet when Wednesday came out. And I know you didn't really like Wednesday, did you?
1: I watched an episode. I watched most of an episode. And I was like, I'll see you next time, Jenna.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I actually really like Wednesday, but I was like very quiet about it. Like I, I didn't, you know, post it on socials or anything like that. Um, but I, I really, because it was giving me chilling adventures of Sabrina vibes. Like that good, cute, but also a little macabre and a little fucked up, but we're also still in high school. So like, oh, puberty and feelings. I don't know, I, I something about that mix just like kind of works for me. Um, but again, to lower my voice yeah. because blah, blah, blah. And I know she talks about pretty often how much she enjoys working with him. And I just want to shake her, grab her shoulders and shake her and be like, have you heard the receipts? <laughs> Do you know?
1: it it kind of reminds me of when some of us are like in undergrad or high school and we have those teachers who seem to give a shit about us because they're doing the bare minimum and nobody else has um mm-hmm. and so i'm wondering like in 10 20 years when jenna ortega's like i started to make people treat me with certain level of respect if she has the same fond memories for working with timmy or if she's like yeah. i'm a badass bitch and he wasted my time and here's my receipts and my novel and i'll be like yeah girl yeah
0: yeah girl yeah he sh- she should have checked um What's this site called? She should have checked, rate my professor, <laughs> rate my director before she signs on. That but, I mean, It seems like a good for her. I uh, I tweeted something about it the other day because um, I believe it was Kay, um, the festival director at Salem Horror. And she tweeted something. It was funny. It was like a gif of Kirby and he was like inhaling a bunch of food. And Kay was like something along the lines of Jenna Ortega when she gets an offer for an IP that sells t-shirts at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it's like be <laughs> stuffing in all this food. And I'm like, honestly, it's me. I'm bitches because I'm buying the t-shirts at Hot Topic. Listen. Honestly. And I, I commented something underneath it along the same lines of, uh, yes, I'm going to watch Beetlejuice too, but I'm going to be quiet about it yeah. because whatever. And I like, the i don't know if they're jenna stands or they're burton stands and here's that word it's the word of the day Stand. they came out of the woodwork and they kind of like came for me a little bit not like nothing extreme but as if i like you know grabbed jenna's shoulder and was like <laughs> you're selling out bitch You know, like personally. (laughs) They're like, she's just doing what's best for her. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that you knew her personally. Right? Like no shit. She's making a butt ton of money off of Netflix and whoever the fuck else. I know that.
1: Listen, I've never been like, don't get your bag, girl. Be poor like me. That's not my energy.
0: No, no, no. no. I've always said,
1: I've always said, Wednesday Adams, I'm happy. Jenna Ortega got a bag. That's what I've said. Mm -hmm. It's It's my synopsis. It's my compliment to the show. They gave Jenna Ortega a bag
0: oh Yeah, they gave Jenna Ortega a bag, and when you give her a bag, she delivers. Please. And you know what? She delivered. She did.
1: As Lizzo saying, "If I'm shining, everybody gonna shine." Like <laughs> Jenna yes. shining. I All
0: right. Black Mirror is back for season six. Oh. Damn, a a little chill, a little chill just I, went through Sheree. I did a Megan body roll if you
1: write for Deadline. Look. <laughs> ooh, ooh. No, like okay. Black Mirror's my shit. Um, Charlie Brooker is a wild boy. I yeah, I'm ready for this season. I know nothing about it other than it's coming this summer, and
0: apparently this cast is stacked. According to your know. Oh my god, let me let me read you some names, okay? Aaron Paul, fire. <gasps> Fucking bitch, love that guy. <laughs> fucking love that guy. Okay. We got, let's see, who else? We got fucking Michael Sarah, which is very <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. He knows what the we'll genre see. is. I don't, I have no idea because you know Michael Sarah is one of those actors that like always plays himself yeah. in everything. So they're either gonna make a Michael Sarah episode and they're gonna like write his personality into something, which they, you know, they could do. They've done it before. They've done it before. They have the perms for that. Or Michael Sarah is really going to surprise us very quickly, which I'm cool with. I'm cool. I mean, I've been there, Michael Sarah. I'm
1: kind of hoping for a surprise. I'm kind of hoping for something we've never seen before. I want him to come out and be like, I'm also a Billy Skarsgård, rawr. And me to be like, oh no.
0: (laughs) Another one. Um we also have fucking mother Salma Hayek. <gasps> yes. Yes. My credit card score just improved. I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm not done yet. Zazi Beats. Excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bunch of other names in there um, and familiar faces that we've seen before. Uh, but it seems like it's gonna be a fucking banger, and I think for a while, like Black Mirror, like put on pause. But now it seems like they're consistent again, which I'm very happy with.
1: What had happened was I think that the last season came out too close to Bandersnatch, and that's why people mm. had issues you the last season. Because like when you got to do all of that It's sort of one time, you are you are stretched thin. Um, and I remember Charlie was saying during the pandemic that life's too bleak without Black Mirror, so he's gonna pause it for a second. Yeah, And I was like, no, you might as well, though. I'm already down. Give me. Give me the adrenaline. Give me.
0: Do you know the name of the actor from Bandersnatch?
1: Oh, I just forgot it. He's the British.
0: Yeah, hold on. Please hold.
1: He's Please like a Will hold. Poulter.
0: Here we go. Yep, Will Poulter. I just watched a, um interview with him. And it was like one of those interviews where like, they go through all the the Googles, the things yes. that people Google. And literally the first thing, if you Google his name, it'll say Will Poulter eyebrows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Game toy story. What?
0: Yes, yes. And he actually, he did that for Halloween once. <laughs> yes. But it was like, he he did it in like a very sick, like very positive internet way. Yeah. Because everybody on the internet was saying that like, oh, this is obviously, well, I think his name was like, I don't remember his name, like Sid or something, um, from Toy Story. And then he, he, like, partnered with uh, some sort of charity foundation, raised a bunch of money for, oh, it was like anti bullying. There we go. Anti bullying campaign. And then he dressed up as the kid from Toy Story, which I thought was pretty cute and admirable. Um, one of the
1: things I love about Will Poulter aside from him being British um, (laughs) is that like I have no receipts on him you know how hard it is to be a white man in your 30s and have no receipts on you not one
0: like miracle yeah Yeah. and he fucking he glued up he He glued up very nicely He did. there was that comedy that he was in he was in a comedy uh, uh, with like a family it was like meet the somethings it's one of them foster movies meet the Fockers is it one of those
1: I know Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller did like nine of those
0: maybe I'm not sure it's like all those comedy yeah. gaggy movies just get lump into one in my head but he played this like really kind of frumpy like awkward ugly fucking freshman in high school or whatever and then I saw him in Bandersnatch and I was like oh he had that cigarette he was smoking that cigarette like crazy. Right. Yeah, I think he had glasses. And he was given like real stressed and sexy. Especially with his eyebrows all high and arch. I'm like, ooh, I like it. I, I have never
1: it. wanted to be a cigarette more in my life. I <laughs> disrespectfully, I'm looking at that
0: bandersnatch as my plug. Disrespectfully. I'm like, I I'm, get TV, so I'm available. Look. <laughs> I Vander Oh my God. Okay. KMAS. KMAS Radio Silence is brewing up and quote untitled monster movie for universal and i'm smelling that monster cinematic universe that i was complaining about earlier
1: same but melissa barrera gonna be there and so i'm gonna show up
0: oh that's confirmed
1: yes Yeah she was one of the first people they announced they have like three people in the cast now and i should know their names i know i know them and love them but melissa was there so i'm like i've already signed on the rest of y'all just added bonuses okay. we're good okay okay
0: <laughs> um so I didn't know this, but so I went to the premiere of Renfield. I posted my little letterbox review and I said, Hey, this, did you see Renfield by the way?
1: I haven't because it was out of theaters when I got back and now she's $20 on, mm. the, on VOD. And I'm like, that's too much.
0: Mm. I like she'll she'll paid, come to screaming soon. but not $20. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> she will come to streaming soon. I'm, I'm pretty sure.
1: I'll catch her. On Netflix um, after I'm done with what we do in the shadows or something, watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Of course um so i write my little review on letterbox and i'm like hey this would make for a great little um uh classic universal monsters you know stupid little universe like not a whole you know woven whatever like the mcu is but you know to throw all the characters in there and like some easter eggs you know there's enough lore where there's plenty of material to throw some Easter eggs There were a couple cameos Like Nick Cage's Dracula in himself Was a cameo for old Universal Monsters But you know we could keep that going And I didn't know that you can reply to people on Letterboxd I was I had no fucking idea So exactly Sheree's <laughs> mouth just fucking dropped to the floor Um. So I get a notification like somebody responded to my review And I'm like <gasps> somebody responded to me And they told me that this actually was a plan that Universal had to make a Universal Monsters cinematic universe uh, some years ago, maybe like around the start of the pandemic. This was a plan that they had decided that they were going to go forward with, but then they scrapped it. So they they just let the whole um, idea go. Uh, Runfield was supposed to be the start of that, but they they continue with the runfield but then they scrap the mcu mcu the well i guess no monster cinematic universe sure make the them mcu fight ID. For the title
1: make them fight for the title yeah. like the dwf
0: had to what oh please <laughs> marvel's winning i'm sorry yeah. just like mm, marvel's <laughs> winning um definitely uh yeah but now we have another untitled monster movie it's for universal so i'm like okay so is it maybe happening i think it would be kind of dumb if they didn't like if they made another universal monster movie and didn't throw a little easter egg in there you know
1: i'm gonna give them this one for free the ucu and we put like um brown and queer people up in that bitch. there we go i'm gonna give that the i'm gonna give them to that for you. free because i'm tired of seeing whitewashed movies um y'all can take mm-hmm. it i won't even be like it was me um agatha all along i'll just be like okay i see y'all <laughs>
0: i like that you could give them that one for the culture for, for the culture i'm done with it i hope it's um i would really love to see um a bride of frankenstein yes that would be really sick to get a modern interpretation of that yo so quick story side note a couple months ago i went to the museum of moving image in queens um which is A great little fucking museum. I went because they have a Walking Dead exhibit on the third floor. So the third floor is like the rotating exhibit. And I wanted to see that before I dipped. Um, I met up with an internet friend um, to go see it. Um, But, you know, there's multiple floors. So we just checked out everything else. There was like a Jim Henson area. Um, They actually had a lot of props from The Wiz. Like they had the original (sighs) yellow brick road from The Wiz, which was fucking sick. Um, I wanted to touch it, but I'm respectful. So I didn't. Um, but they had this one area of the museum where they had like famous wigs from sets and they had, uh, like the Mohawk from taxi driver was there and the wig, the bride of Frankenstein wig was also there. And, you know, when you watch the movie, the old movie, like her wig is, you know, classically it's black and white. It's like a gray wig with the stripe on the sides um, but in real life, it's actually brown, and it, it was just shot in black and white, so it reads that way on camera. But it it's actually fucking brown, and they had a, like a little plaque like describing it, and that's crazy because now when you see people dress up as her for Halloween mm-hmm. or cosplays, it's a white wig or gray wig with the stripe, but it's actually brown. Fun fact for you:
1: my face is cracked. I. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about your adventures, you also got to go to the gray house the day before Josh Rubin. So you are the closest. Yo! Th- are you the- serious? Like, the, uh, the, right the day after you, he posted about it on Twitter. And I was like, Are you fucking serious? You were so close to him Blurred and you didn't say
0: nothing. Oh. Yo, yo. And fucking Josh Rubin is mad cool. Man, he sent me a signed copy of Scare Me just because I told him I didn't have it and I needed it yo that's a fucking buck is he near local i thought he was cali he's
1: in cali i think he just came out to see that because like nobody's doing anything right now and so you got time to do the things you didn't get to do like have fun and i'm happy he's having fun because that man be working i me and my two dollars can't keep up i'm just like damn josh
0: (laughs) damn i'm gonna send him a message I'm going to send him up like, are you still here? Let's meet up for coffee. Damn, that's such a fucking bummer. If he was in the audience, I would be so stoked.
1: Listen, one day, one day we will, we will all as blurred sit down with Josh Rubin, even if it is just for like a quick tea, because he only gets three minutes of freedom from his busy schedule. (laughs) We will claim them and be like, oh my God, that's too hot. Don't sip that. But but you did it already. Okay, bye. Thank you. (laughs) What?
0: Sheree, if you ever come to New York, sometime soon in your travels and you go see the show i would love to know your thoughts like as a playwright yeah because this is something that i kind of struggled with because okay so i was invited to see it and you know i am used to provide i mean i'm i'm in no way shape or form a critic i'm not a movie critic i'm not i like i don't have the perms for that i didn't go to film school or anything um but i'm 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 used to talking about my feelings on movies and how I, you know, what I like, what I dislike when it comes to movies, but I'm not like a, a theater person. I mean, I used to be a theater kid in high school, but like as far as like critiquing and commenting on theater, I I don't really know. Um, I had a great time, um, but I'm, I would be interested in your thoughts if you were to see it sometime in the future. And the, the event that I went to for Grey House. It was like an influencer event. So everyone around me in like the, the pre-show and the after party were also influencers, but they were all like Broadway people, oh. like Broadway uh, theater yeah. influencers. Um, so, you know, our interests didn't really align. So I was trying to get a, a feel from those people, like what do they think about it? And, you know, I, I'm looking for a perspective that's like theater, but also horror. And yeah, I don't know what that is. I mean, I I had fun, but there could it could be flawed theater wise. But I I I'm not the person to speak on it. You know what I mean?
1: I'm excited. I'm excited because like if you like it, that means there's something there. Um. Also, like Josh Rubin was a theater kid, and so now I kind of want to be like, what you think about it? Um. <laughs> yeah. I might just be like, hi. I saw you saw that. No creep. Oh. <laughs> Is it worth my coins if it's still happening when I'm out and about in that region for hopefully BlurCon? Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah maybe I should message Josh for his thoughts. We'll see. But it was, uh, I will say, it was nothing like I've ever seen before. I've like I've seen a couple Broadway shows before. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the Lion King, yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you know.
1: Weirdly enough, I think you would really enjoy a lot of the off-Broadway stuff because, like, the Broadway stuff is more geared towards commercial theater goers. And so you get lots of musicals, you got lots of, like, high production values, so people are dancing in costumes and shit. It's a lot of spectacle um, mm-hmm. But they be getting weird in the non-Broadway theaters, which is why I was trying to be a theater kid for the longest of times. Like, mm. you can catch some people screaming and shit. You can catch some immersive theater and you're like, I don't know. I'm scared. Where's my friends at? Like, I think that <laughs> I think that unofficially the blur to take over like some random like small theater situations and just be like, that shit rocked my world. Oh, they had ghosts in the aisles. <laughs>
0: hey, yo. Oh, the theater that I went to supposedly is haunted by oh. um a, a famous choreographer
1: oh that's weird
0: yeah like they pinned it down to somebody specifically a choreographer who worked in that theater and he used to sit in the top right side of the balcony and like critique for like rehearsals and stuff and um yeah now there's like reports of noises and cigarette smoke like from that general area the, the yeah. balcony right side which yep. is even more immersive.
1: Then Broadway houses are all haunted as fuck. Do they leave a seat empty for him? Is it one of those or do they put people in it?
0: Uh oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was sitting on the floor, but maybe. Cause that there, are, could, some,
1: there are some there are some theaters where like they know who's hiding it and they know their favorite seat and they're just like, nobody touch that seat, please. And then there's some but where they like- remove the seat and put it somewhere so nobody can fucking touch it. <laughs> and they can still Ooh. fill their house.
0: Um,
1: cause like they theater folks are a little bit superstitious, just because like Oh, I believe B. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so there's a lot of things. Like, you can't be saying Macbeth backstage and shit, because that's when everything go fucking wrong. Um, oh. Listen. Um, people, I was like, the M play, the Shakespeare play, and I'm just mm. like, which one we talk about? Is it Macbeth? I'm like, bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I'm new here.
0: The whole theater explodes. <laughs>
1: listen, listen. <laughs> but, like, that would be, like, a cool little mini one day, because there's some theater history and some shit that has gone down. Um, it's a theater in Chicago, I'm pretty sure is part of the reason why fire curtains exist now, because of the things that went down, it was made out of wood, and the way people oh. didn't know how to handle it, and so many people were lost. There's just, it, theaters are a little bit inherently creepy, and I would love to teach that class.
0: <laughs> that would be a fun little mini.
1: Yeah. I'm going to put it on the agenda for sometime in these next three years. Um, <laughs> I I am also just here to remind us that at the time of this recording, a Black Lady Sketch Show is about to hit her fourth season finale. And no matter what you think of the show, which you should find it fucking hysterical, um, each season, the opener is an event. Like, if y'all have not seen this new season, the song, they've changed it as usual. And it's your new favorite song because they always come back to reset the culture. Um, and like the visuals for their theme song is like all the ladies and we have six now because like Robin's like, I'm tired of just going and coming, we're gonna have a dedicated six this season and see how it feels, I'm gonna get some days off. And I'm like, yes, work smarter, not harder queen. But like the images is all of these like lovely, beautiful black women of all different skin tones and body types and shapes. And they all wearing white dresses and they just like, will be sitting there doing something funny or whatever. And all of a sudden they'll like throw their legs open and like this pink energy flushes out and goes to the next hey, pitch. And I'm great. like, yes, yes, five, six, seven, eight. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I get hyped every time I watch it. And it sent me down the rabbit hole because I'm like, I love all their openers. And I'm trying to rank my favorite openers. But again, like like their first season, they had Megan the Stallion and like the girls as puppets.
0: Yeah, that was sick. That was- the puppets were sick.
1: S- season two, when they did the It's a Different World callbacks. Season three, T.A.P. with Fortune. um, And they're all like wealthy black women in a mansion with drama. I just, just give me the opener sometimes. Y'all don't want to like do an actual season. Just give me like six more openers. to Like give me a little bit of life.
0: Right. Just a little YouTube content.
1: Yeah. Just a little.
0: <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, I have to catch up.
1: I'm sad we still only get six episodes. Because I was like, we're getting more this season, right? And they're like, no, shenanigans. I'm like, but why?
0: That is a fucking crime. A six episode season? really dog
1: it's not fair because SNL out here doing way too many why can't we take some of theirs
0: (laughs) I think I would I would much rather wait a longer time in between seasons than have closer together shorter seasons yes like in my mind a season should be like well I guess depends on the type of show but for something like this I think the sweet spot is like eight to 10.
1: Get in my head. Yes. Yes. Because like you need the one to sort of reintroduce people and like introduce the new girls. Um, Just because like we get a lot of like cast changes because Robin keeps pulling bitches who are like YouTube or TikTok famous. And then people are like, wait, black women are funny. And then they poach them. And like we love to see them all getting bags and doing well and giving us more content, but also she's like, "Damn, am I an agent or am I a director?" Like
0: for real, <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I'm dead at the audience. Wait a minute, black women are funny.
1: Listen, this Since
0: is news. when. <laughs> this is news for so many people. Wash Papa Sheree. Apparently, black women are funny. That's crazy. Late breaking news. This is then. <laughs> <laughs> this just then. <in. laughs> Um, all right, K-Moss, this I'm actually very excited about, Bird Box, Barcelona, certainly has my attention. Did you see that little trailer?
1: I did not. I've not seen the original Bird Box, um, so I'm gonna watch both so I can be like the one where brown people wins for real reasons and not just me and my spirit. Okay,
0: okay, 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 but it's Barcelona, so it's like white Latinos. So I, you know, I, I don't know much about the cast list, although I do know that, um, the girl from barbarian, the black girl from barbarian is cast in it here. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me fact check myself.
1: I'm ready for her to get her ass kicked by sounds or visions or whatever. Instead of. white <laughs> <just on> <laughs> I screen. get her
0: ass kicked by sounds. Yeah.
1: Like the last time she was <laughs> a white man getting her ass kicked and I'm like, do it for different reasons. And I think she heard me like I'm here for this. But yeah, yep. I, I just remember seeing Sandra Bullock in a blindfold on Netflix and I was like, you know what? I'll come back to that later. I'm going to watch his house again.
0: Um yes, correct. Okay, so Georgina Campbell. Yes. Um yeah, yeah. From um Barbarian will be cast in Bird Box Barcelona. I don't I didn't think she was Latina. But maybe she speaks Spanish, or maybe she doesn't. I don't fucking know. Or maybe, um, a, but I'm done for her.
1: Maybe a parent is biracial, because sometimes that um uh, that people do feel closer to one parent's family than the other, um which is why I'm like exactly, and that's why you can't just run up on somebody and be like, oh, you dis um <laughs> you gotta be like, <laughs> my friend says that they are Afro Latin, so we are saying Afro Latin. We are not just like we out here being like that's how I identify, That's who you is today, because like Oy. listen, <laughs> listen. oh yeah. It keeps happening um, on the streets, and I see it every day, and I'm like, don't do that.
0: Listen, you're preaching to the choir. If I had a fucking dollar. If I had a fucking dollar, Sheree. Um, I'm going to give you this warning real quickly before you go into Bird Box. Because Bird Box Barcelona drops on Netflix literally next month, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. So it's like done. It's done, and it's on its way already. Um, Now, Bird Box... With uh, what's her name again? Sandra Bullock, yeah. Sandra Bullock, um, I really liked it. Okay, I just I really liked the movie. I watched it twice. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but it was very fun, very enjoyable, and I didn't think Sandra Bullock was terrible at all.
1: We we all don't mind Sandy Bullock like she's part of our childhood. Sandy. <laughs> But she mostly does rom-coms and those rom-coms like any other comedy or any other romance just are shaky and so yeah. like uh, and also she did the blind side which was like super shaky sandy oh
0: um, yeah yo throw to-
1: <laughs> and i i believe she's adopted some black children um and so like i think that that was
0: wait Was that before or after The Blind Side? It was
1: after, I believe. Let me double check to make sure, because I don't want to be out here getting this woman in trouble on the streets. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure she adopted some Black children. Um, During her divorce, I don't, the timeline's weird, because again, she's not my... Oh, yeah, Layla Bullock and Louis Bardo Bullock.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, didn't know she has Black children. The only thing I remember from that movie is the the guy from the movie he's like wow i had never had one of these before and she's like what your own room and he's like no a bed and i was like all right i'm gonna head out
1: listen no that movie's what i envisioned green book to be and that's why i never watched green Book. Yeah. Like-
0: low, key, you're <laughs> low key
1: i'm like what in the help sandy <laughs> What in hell? Right? Because my thing is, it's based on a true story. So if you actually talk to the person whose story it is, you can get something that isn't a white savior. But you don't want that. Mm-hmm. You want to air them, like Ben Affleck just did Michael Jordan. And so <laughs> I'm not tuning in. <laughs> no, I'm not tuning in for you to be like, no, this is a black people's story, but I'm gonna find a way to make it about
0: white people. <laughs> mm. Classic. Fucking classic. Columbus um, and people's anyway. own biographies
1: now. Like, we just... <laughs>
0: oh my goodness um so you know it's cool because we usually see sandy bullock in this one form of like very white savior rom-commy unrealistic campy whatever and now she's in this like serious like we are about to fucking die kind of role and it's like a it's a real kooky concept i know everyone says oh it's based off a book and the book is better but like yeah fucking no shit yeah you're never gonna you're never gonna find a movie that's better than the original source material that's just period but for what it was and for coming right after um quiet place i thought it was pretty damn strong and it was you know it was fun and i i i'm glad that they're doing Like another installment in this with this concept without having it be a direct sequel yeah um because the ending of bird box was an ending like that that was an ending Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um so i i wouldn't want them to like open that box back up but i like this new you know i'm sure you can guess but it's the day one of the apocalypse but from the eyes of barcelona instead of wherever in the United States that yes. this one yeah so they're doing like a Walking Dead thing so we had Walking Dead in Georgia and then they did fear of the Walking Dead in California on the other coast then there was that book Walking Dead typhoon and it was like the same thing day one in Asia it's like I I like that I like let's like let's continue the gag but not have to like fuck up a story.
1: It's reminding me of like the first time I played Resident Evil 2, and I played mm. through as Leon and I came back in and played through as Claire. Claire. Um, And I've always loved that idea. Cause like people can be in the same thing and having a different journey. And that's just like all of us in general, because like we can all set through the same thing have different experience, which is why people is mm-hmm. like, I love this movie. And we like, are you, huh? Do we've seen the same movie? Mm. And, and so like, I think that's interesting and it's a different way of doing that as opposed to being like, we're gonna remake this because we want to, which is what America right. normally it does. does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: America's like, yeah. don't worry about reading. We'll just remake it in two years. <laughs> mm.
0: For Bird Box Barcelona, I mean, I, I don't, I can't say, it, it, I don't really have a good idea from the trailer, which the trailer doesn't give very much, but also the audience already knows everything that they need to know if they've already seen the first bird box. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to know about this is if it's going to be in Spanish or it's going to be in English. Um, I would love for it to be in Spanish. And I know that Netflix is getting more comfortable with having killer shows and killer movies that are original productions that are made in their native tongue. Like, uh, Fucking Squid Game, like Squid Game, yes. uh, a physical one hundred was fucking bomb. We're all going to die. Um, yes, was bomb. Uh, what's that um, kingdom show that was French? King- oh, fucking Kingdom! God damn it, so fire! What's that show? Uh, we were talking about it not too long ago. It's French and Ann. There we go. That bitch. If y'all uh, not
1: seen Marianne, go do that. The French are not okay, and I'm here for it.
0: Look <laughs> The French are not okay. The that French bitch opened and you like
1: podcasts. is this an evil deed? was I lied to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like Netflix is more comfortable with shows and movies being brought to Netflix in their own native tongue. So I'm hoping it would be really cool if this was in Spanish. Yes. Um, but I, I can't tell yet. I can't.
1: Anything not in English, automatically it's a star and a half from me because I know I'm about to see yeah. some shit. Look mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. I'm like we already got Goodwill, girl. Do you. Um, whereas if it's in America, I'm just like, mm, I know these people. It's these shenanigans.
0: Shenanigans.
1: <laughs> like, I think our last bit of news is that this is coming out the Tuesday after people had to make a very important decision between watching Succession, the Yellow Jacket season two finale, and the Chainsaw Awards Live. <gasps>
0: I did not even fucking realize.
1: Because my friends pay good money, I'll be watching Yellow Jackets before Sunday, but having to be succession in succession and the Chainsaw wards and knowing that whichever one I choose, I still can't get on Twitter. Um, Like, <laughs> it, it's a tense moment, and I'm sure we're all gonna say and do a lot of things because we're not gonna be our right selves and our right minds. And I just hope by the time this drops this Tuesday, We are mending those fences and healing those friendships, and we've made the appropriate apologies, (laughs) (laughs) and we can all move forward.
0: Wow. All of those scheduled at the same time, huh? It ain't right. It's not right. That's a heavy day. That's a really heavy day.
1: I'm going to have coffee that day because, like, (laughs) again, whether or not I choose Chainsaw or Succession, I got to do the other one right after, or I cannot have the internet.
0: Yeah, yeah damn wait is succession is that the season finale or no
1: penultimate but like Mm. i don't want to get any spoilers but it's a moment we've been waiting for almost all season and i forgot what's still coming and so and we just had an episode that was hectic as fuck and too soon to the 2016 election so like and this is their last season this is their last season so we have two episodes left at the time of recording this the stakes are high y'all these are the highest stakes stakes i've ever seen in my tv life i'm not gonna lie to (laughs) y'all
0: Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think the highest stakes of my of my television career may have been season six finale of The Walking Dead. Oh, shit. With, when, I think that was season six. I could be very wrong. Somebody could fact check me. But that, you know, the divisive arc when Negan came in and started popping skulls that was pretty bad
1: i <laughs> it's still too soon it's still, and the sad part not, is I knew, I, so I, I knew who was safe i told myself i knew who was safe i told myself i'm like surely these people are safe and the next episode of the next season i waited a whole summer and they was like guess what bitch you don't know nothing and it was like
0: Aah! oh it was the beginning of the season wasn't it
1: yeah cuz they left it on a cliffhanger mm. cuz he was like eeny meeny miny and like don't you dare jeffrey don't you dare and jeffrey's like bitch I do what I want.
0: I like, what me me miney see you next season. We were all like, no,
1: it was, I I think it was the first time I really got caught up in fan theories on the internet. Cause we were like, it's gotta be so-and-so because so you're standing behind so-and-so but it was swinging at this angle. And I was like, we were all CSI agents and we were like, what of impact would be this? Like, whose contract is We
0: Returned into fucking Elijah Wood and, and Yellow Jackets on Reddit on our little cute subreddit
1: we are trying to catch the creators (laughs) at the arby's it's just like hey (laughs) i like curly fries too is he alive
0: (laughs) (laughs) what you got there chili all right so spill the beans
1: right right i'll buy your next lemonade if you tell me one thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's funny as fuck all right what's the topic for today
1: Buzz, buzz, bitches! Cause we are finally talking about Swarm. That's right, that new Donald Glover six episode thing that hit Amazon Prime after South by Southwest and left us all gagged. Gagged. Gagged.
0: Wow, that's crazy! It premiered at South by Southwest, which was not that long ago.
1: We missed it by like a day, literally, and it was on all the buses mocking us to be like, "Oh, I, was you I here? did
0: see it," and I was like, "I did I was see not see it." Here. Oh. Fuck. <laughs>
1: People are like, did you One see Swarm? like, of course I didn't have to guess Swarm. But by the time we got back home, it was waiting for us on Prime. And so I was able mm. to like cool down a little bit.
0: I actually did. Um, I watched it on my flight home from the South by. Yeah.
1: I think I caught up with it the following week just because I had to like come home and like get my shit together as usual. <laughs> and so mm. I was like, oh, it's just six episodes. Let me see how far I get. And then it was over. And it's like, ah!
0: And then it was over. Yep. All right, so let's get into the real talk, which is actually um, this entire fucking episode or the remainder of the uh, episode is just going to be fucking real talk because there is uh, some shit to unpack here. So Sheree, let's have you start.
1: So we all love Donald Childish Gambino Glover. However, he is sometimes a problematic uncle, as we all know, um, because the good uncles give and the good uncles take. They get out there in them dunkles, they get to the grill, and we get a great burger, but also we'll catch some strays.
0: Yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, while we love this show, Donald was also doing press for this show, and he was saying some things that got the girls upset. Um, I'm going to read the whole quote so y'all can feel y'all's feels, because I know the way my group chats went about it. Um, In regards to talking to our queen, Fishback, the lead actor, He had this to say. I kept telling Fishback, you're not regular people. You don't have to find the humanity in your character. That's the audience's job. Think of it more like an animal and less like a person. She really was lost a lot of the time. Actors in general, they want to get layered performances. And I don't think Dre is that layered. I wanted her performance to be brutal. It's a raw thing. It reminds me of how I have a fear with dogs because I'm like, you're not looking me in the eye. I don't know what you're capable of. And people took offense to him sort of being like, you, you can't tell a black woman who is clearly going through trauma that she's not human and they're not like digging in those layers. figure somewhere as a dog. And that quote's out there in all the news outlets. I pulled a Yahoo link, but like, if you Google Donald Glover swarm dog, it comes up. Cause it's, it's a moment.
0: I, I get what he's saying here, but. It's so much worse in context, especially because the start of literally every episode is like, this is not a work of fiction, everything that whatever, all the similarities you see are intentional. So this is like, it's supposed to be based in what we think is real life. I mean, I know all of Donald Glover's works are kind of in this like uncanny valley, like, is it real? Is it not? Are we in limbo? But this is clearly, like, in reality. And I don't know if we should really be... Yeah, I don't... Mm, I wouldn't have said that. I just I just wouldn't have said that.
1: I'm always like, yes. And then they interview him, and I'm like, ah! And I go back to being quiet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I saw this, and I was like, you know what? I mean, like, it's giving me Atlanta vibes. And I think that he still got some things he needs to work through. But overall, it's a really fucking good show. And we don't have that many Black women slashers, um, which... This is not many.
0: We don't. We got, what we got, her and Ma. Who if, else?
1: If you watch Slasher, there is a season where a black girl gets to do some damage.
0: Okay, it's one of okay. my favorite seasons. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, okay.
1: like I always tell people, season three be. through five, I'm going to talk about and defend the first two seasons. They were there, and I'm happy that they were there mm-hmm. to get us those three seasons. I like
0: <laughs> valid, <laughs> valid,
1: but like. It, Again, I think that I think that people are always questioning him and his commitment to sparkle motion, aka black women, because of sometimes he does say things like this on the way that we mm-hmm. are portrayed in his shows. Sometimes because, like, look how long it took for Van to get real stuff to do in Atlanta,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. she was
1: the reason for the season. Let's be honest.
0: Let's, yep, we can be honest here. I agree with that. You know, this works if like. This is like this really worked for Nope. I mean, I granted the the villain was not a human, but you know the whole thing about looking you in the eye because it's like n- essentially non human and um, what's the word I'm looking for unpredictable. Um, like that works, but I don't know. Especially, especially I would miss. I would have kept this in the drafts
1: especially because like you said, he's mining real events. And so when you are coming to that, you need to handle it with a certain amount of care, and empathy. Because like, at the end of the day, these people who may or may not have done these things that may or may not be true, um, are coming from a place of probably a little bit of mental illness or a little bit of trauma. And so you don't want to like mm-hmm. turn an loose and be like, you're like a wild dog, bitch, go. That is not that's not the energy.
0: Like- <laughs> yeah, I also feel like the best villains always have like very human qualities to them i mean they're not always written that way but that's just because sometimes a writer's room just like i don't know what the fuck they're doing in there but honestly like the best villains we pity them or like you know they have insanely human qualities that make them a really fucking good villain and honestly it's crazy but like one of the best examples i can think of is thanos listen mcu Because he really thought he was doing something. He really fucking, that man cried and then killed his daughter because it was that fucking important. You know what I'm saying? Like, so why can't we have both? Like, why does she have to be a feral dog where I think it would be much more effective and scary if we gave her like really, really human, you know, qualities and flaws and shit like that? because
1: then she becomes the person next to you on the bus or the person next to you in the office or the person in your school and it can happen anywhere and that makes it scarier like it's Mm -hmm, it's also just about giving if you if you want a legitimate super duper villain and you don't want like a one-off like michael Myers, jason Voorhees situation if you want them to be like actually human grounded and based you have to think about the ones who work like there's a reason we all go up for Magneto and we have a hard time painting him as a villain in the X-Men universe. And it's because
0: another very good example, yes. Listen,
1: listen, he's like, I've seen some shit and the things aren't working. And so you can like give it context. You can look sort of look at him and Professor X and be like, it's like, it's like sort of not black people, but a Malcolm X and a Martin Luther King Jr. argument going of like, do it with peace. And it's like, peace ain't been fucking working. Look at my people. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is the same thing we get when we go to Wakanda and we see like the first Black Panther, right? Right? Like, this is how you give things nuance and context and you like keep them from going flat and you keep them interesting Mm -hmm. on the rewatches.
0: Yeah. If this, if Swarm were to go any longer, we were just going to run into Jason Voorhees situation a Michael Myers situation where you're just like a piece of cardboard that's just like kill 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 and like really like nothing else and then you know after episode three or after you know the third installment it shit kind of gets a little old right?
1: which if you look at this season we had five actual episodes and we had the like mockumentary episode and I think that's mm-hmm. in part because like when you're not giving your lead um, texture and layers, you do sort of run out of steam. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's get into a little true crimey layover. Um, What I think is really interesting about this show is that it's like some very dangerous commentary on Stan culture. And actually, just for the one time, let's should I urban dictionary? Yeah, and definition a lot can happen in the next three years. like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? needing health insurance.
1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host vocabulary word let's go
0: okay so well wow it's actually in merriam-webster okay um i was see my brain went like right to urban dictionary but apparently this was like a real thing um okay stan verb stand standing stance to exhibit fandom to an extreme or excessive degree to be an extremely devoted and enthusiastic fan of someone or something for example i stand pretty hard for christina aguilera as a teen i remember begging my mom for tickets to the justified slash strip tour and even from our nosebleed seats christina's voice was stunning honestly that's not a very good example Trent That's right not now. a very good example. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's my other co-host from Fear Street. I'm sorry, y'all. I will collect him. He cannot be on the dictionaries no more.
0: Sir, you are not slick. <laughs> not slick at all. That's
1: he was doing um, that, in that fucking
0: episode. <laughs> I'm dead. We fucking found your ass out. The jig is up, Trent. The jig is up. I hope you're listening.
1: Um, I would make like, him listen. I'd be like, listen to Swarm. Also, stop writing the Urban Dictionary <laughs>
0: accounts. No, fucking Miriam Webster, dog. That's like, <laughs> even worse. So Stan culture to me is taking fandom to an extreme. Not like, all right, so I'm gonna be a little transparent on the timeline. I used to follow Bruno Mars. Um, and my mom used to follow Michael Jackson. Yeah. So uh, when I developed my obsession with Bruno Mars in middle school, my mom kind of like felt that energy and she would bring me, I've seen Bruno Mars in concert seven times. Um, <laughs> crazy. The fir- fun fact for you. The first time I bought Bruno Mars tickets, uh, they were $35 and they're only black people. And the last time I went to see Bruno Mars Tickets were like probably ungodly. I don't remember at this point. And mostly white people. So times have changed. Gentrification. Yeah, gentrification. They can put a Whole Foods in their neck. Hey, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Not Whole Foods. No, no, no. Um, But stand culture is where it gets a little messy. So stand culture is like, I will blindly support you and aggressively support you to no end. And that's where we have some horror stories. Um, When I think of particularly um stan oriented fan bases of course we think of uh the beehive beyonce's yeah. fan base we think of the barbs yes nikki minaj's fan base the stranger um,
1: and that deal stranger things the stranger things random really? has been awful and gross forever like mm. they had a countdown okay. for millie bobby brown would turn legal. Um, you got,
0: oh, that's weird. You got
1: people doxing their favorite actors in the show and telling people where to find them on vacations. Like, it's it's a lot.
0: See, this, this is where standing becomes very dangerous. And it's one thing to be cute and be like, oh, ha, I definitely stand Jenna Ortega, which to me means no matter how many fucking Tim Burton projects she's a part of, I'm going to watch them all and I'm probably going to clap at the end. Yeah. That's extreme to me. Yeah. But doxing somebody while they're on vacation so you could go meet up with your favorite whatever actor um that's that's dangerous swifties are pretty bad too or they can be i'm not i'm trying my best not to like generalize but i'm talking about the extreme top one percent of these fan fan bases um and i you know internet warriors are one thing but when the people start stepping outside and getting personal information that's that's a serious issue um honestly star wars fans they might have been one of the first fucking Beatles fans. Beatles fans were fucking going insane for the Beatles. Fucking John Lennon was murdered by a fan. Mm -hmm. A fan of his. Just Mm -hmm. to, you know, the the evidence and the opportunities and the examples are just fucking endless with, you know, what a crazy fan could do in the name of love, which is this insane part.
1: Listen, and I again, I want to like give a little bit of empathy because I think that some of it does come from mental illness but also i think that a lot of people instead of getting help they put all this stuff and all these things on a person um and then that person's like i don't know you i did a job and now you're in my yard this is a wendy's and they don't know how to fucking respond to that
0: <laughs> this is a wendy's
1: i'm trying to get this in which and you are yelling and crying at me and i'm just trying to like <laughs> live my life
0: <laughs> um i don't I- want to say that like celebrities are like, encourage this, but I do think, like, systemically, the way that our society treats celebrities kind of facilitates this. I mean, the celebrities are innocent. Like, you just, you can't help it. You're popping, and you're doing your damn thing, and people love you and want to commit themselves to you. But the fact that, like, we view our celebrities as kind of like gods um, makes it so, you know, if you're, somebody who's healing or you're looking for somebody to look to like to idolize they're you know kind of godlike so it's very easy to like use these people as your idols yeah in ways that are not really appropriate and that's why doja cat man is a very (sighs) interesting specimen because (laughs) she will fucking let you know that i am not the one to look up to so doja cat fans (laughs) are tired Doja Cat fans are the only like fan group or stand group that will just sit back and be like, "Oh, there she goes again." And there go her eyebrows.
1: Listen, I I am so concerned for her. And to go back to how people treat celebrities, a lot of these people have like managers and agents and like people who wrangle them who won't ever say anything until after the person's no longer with us. Amy Winehouse comes to mind specifically, like. Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. knew she had an addiction problem because she'd been in and out. They knew she had an eating disorder because she'd been in and out for that. And they were just like, she's making money, say less. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the same kind of people who allowed other things to happen, like in the R. Kelly circle. And I think all those people should also be going to jail because we are now at season three or four of Surviving R. Kelly.
0: Um, oh my god are you serious
1: listen it's season three I, yeah season three we have three seasons of a docu-series about this man because of the shit he got away with for all these decades and it's because people enable it and stand culture like he still has stands who are in chicago where shit was going down being like he's innocent let him do it i was living in chicago when seasons one and two came out and the fact that i'm saying seasons one and two is if i to kelly came out of chicago is a problem and he was holed up at a hotel with two new underage girls people are so like he's innocent this is all because people hate black men and it's like no 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 whoa,
0: no. oh whoa, whoa, oh whoa, wow, wow. No, don't do okay. that don't do that where to spin it that's a spin
1: listen listen and that's when i lost some respect for like erica badu and taraj p henson because
0: yeah.
1: they were yeah yeah erica did a concert in chicago when i think season one had come out I with the bobs, season one yeah And she was like, I'm just saying I have to love all my people the same way, whatever he may or may not have done. Like, Erica, if you don't set your ass down. For real. And then Taraji P. Henson started an actual dental fucking hashtag about why us first. I'm like, don't do that. Don't. (laughs) do. stop trying to bring race into what he's doing. He's gross. Stop. That is not the argument to be made. Because he had a hashtag um, about, like, stopping listening to his music or whatever. And she's like, where's the one for Harvey Weinstein? Mimo Harvey Weinstein was actually in prison already, or Kelly was still out here on the loose.
0: <laughs> Come on, dog. Listen,
1: listen. It's like I I need you to think for you like put your fingers on these keys.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. St- just stop. stop. So, and I know, and I honestly had no idea of that. Stan was the word to use to describe shit like this. Maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago. So when I say jokingly like I stand Jenna Ortega, some people could be like, yo, be careful. <laughs> be careful how you use that. be careful how you use that because it can it can imply that you know shit happens when you overly idolize your favorite celebrity and then it could it could go crazy.
1: What cracked my face is I found out that Stan comes from the Eminem song, Stan, where Devin Sawa played a fan who was so obsessed with Marshall Mathers that he was doing some weird shit in the video and trying to stalk him.
0: Is Uh, that really where it comes from?
1: Yes. Yes. And if you think about that, Eminem had stans who were allowing him to get away with what he was getting away with because like, this was definitely a white man who did not like women. Um, (laughs) And was using his fan base, like, I get my daughter back. I'm like, but you don't like women. You're actually killing your mother and her mother in all your videos. And I remember how you hate them and you want to kill them. And you want to raise mm. a child in your home. And you need to go to therapy first. Um, hey, yo. I don't know where he's at in his life. Because I lost touch after I saw Mackay Pfeiffer's wig in 8 Mile. But I hope he's doing better.
0: <laughs> that was so long ago.
1: I remember. The North remembers. <laughs> the North The North remembers. <laughs>
0: the north remembers the receipt keeper never forgets <laughs> no she don't the last hairline of defense is on it we do not rest is we fucking do- on it we do not rest <laughs> <laughs> i am the one who knocks
1: <laughs> or the one who knocks. because
0: <laughs> <didn't we>? oh <laughs> yes i am the one who not less braids um Let's get into the little true crimey of it all. So every episode of Swarm opens with the message that's like, this is not a work of fiction. Every similarity you see is intentional. There we go. Um, and I did, I honestly, I might have missed some things, but there is a lot in here. Um, so this whole show is based off of a rumor, um, which was... Uh, proved to be false but there was a rumor that a woman called marissa jackson committed suicide after watching beyonce's lemonade because it confirmed that beyonce was cheated on by a man in power and so in this fictional person's mind if fucking beyonce can get cheated on like what then what the fuck is the point because beyonce you know in this stand quote unquote stand person's mind she is the pinnacle like there is there is no God above beyonce and if she could get cheated on what's the point of life and she commits suicide uh that was the that rumor was I mean it was the rumor actually happened the rumor was not true but the rumor happened and it was speculated on um and then that was the uh the the pretenses for this show and that's the first episode um, I don't know if her last name was Jack- if her last name was literally Marissa Jackson.
1: That's the rumor I heard which is why I'm just like because mm, I mean either way there there's always a grain of truth to the wild ass rumors even if it's something mm-hmm. so much smaller than what the actual rumor ends up being there's always a little kernel of something somewhere.
0: A little kernel of something. Um, but that was a wild first episode and that's what inspired the first one that obviously had to do with Lemonade in the show it was um It was like celebration or something like that festival. It was was like
1: like, Renaissance, and so it was. I should know
0: that it was festival or something. Yeah, it was festival, Um, and then Marissa kills herself because she's cheated on. um, Which is a little different, but she's cheated on, and then she kills herself the night that festival um, drops, which was not. It was based off of false events, I guess, but an actual media frenzy. Which, and I, I did a little bit of research. It turns out the uh, the site that published this rumor, it don't exist no more. So, oh shit, <laughs> that's what happened when you fuck with Beyonce. I mean, like okay. she got the power like that. She's not God or anything, but like, right? also later in the show, there is an episode where Dre finds out. Oh, because um there's there's also like a jay-z figure who you never really see in the show but naja quote unquote naja's husband um who goes on tour which is definitely a play at jay-z's like 44 whatever that one i don't know i'm not really a jay-z fan Shame nah. on me.
1: like mr. but it was that mr Knowles is not for me anymore
0: <laughs> mr Knowles. <laughs> I was the only time I was really ever a Jay-Z fan was that collaboration with Linkin Park and that like brought literally both, both sides of my life together for a hot minute. That was gorgeous. When I um, was a child,
1: he was one of the less egregious rappers and so I was fine. And then him and Beyoncé got together and I was like, "Does she not have a mirror in her home?" Um <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> Um, and I was like, you know what? Let uncle go, let uncle go. And then Lemonade came out and I was like, you acting a whole fool, uncle. Put your uncles on and get back to the grill mm. and stop acting a fool.
0: And- Get back to the grill.
1: <laughs> Yonsei, they've worked through it. He's very supportive now. He comes out whenever she's like, you may rap on this track during this part of my concert. Um, if you have not seen the Homecoming documentary, he is just there for moral support. Like he looking at them like, if y'all get it together, She's gonna in all Don't ask me how I know.
0: Mm. <laughs> mm. I remember in the show, there's a, um, I think it was the the mockumentary episode yeah. and they were interviewing fans and they they bleeped out nausea, but they were definitely saying Beyonce. Um, but uh, what was it say? So one of the people being interviewed, quote unquote, interviewed for the mockumentary was like, you know, I always like her sister better. Like her sister seemed more spiritual. I'm like, okay, they... It's a, it's a launch like this is very much um a beyonce rip and i do think that i think well all of the examples that i ripped are beyonce
1: mm-hmm.
0: oriented but i also do think that this show in general could just like you could have you could have replaced nausea with like a michael jackson figure Or you could have replaced it with a Taylor Swift figure or a BTS figures like any or a Nicki Minaj. Like you could have mix and match and it would be the same fucking story. And that's definitely why they put Billie Eilish in there. That's why they put Paris Jackson in there. Um, That's why they put Chloe in there. One hundred percent.
1: Yes. And also he's friends with Beyonce. um, And so it was just like we do. And this is cool. Whereas somebody else could have been like, I want Internet drama. Beyonce's like, I'm a billionaire. You can do whatever you want. I knew you were going to write it when you said you were going to talk to me. I know all. Go away. True.
0: And she did see it. Oh, yeah. She didn't comment on it, but she did see it. That's and, confirmed.
1: And her stands were on Twitter Be like, I wonder what Beyonce thinks about this. I wonder what Beyonce thinks about this. I'm like, how about you think about it first and For see if you see yourself?
0: <laughs> right. Just a little bit. Just a fucking little. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. Like Justin Bieber. Yeah. It could be Justin Bieber also. He yeah. was like, mm hmm.
1: Him and Miley stands refused. to let Black people have feelings about either of those fools. And that's how you know stan culture has gone full tilt.
0: What was Miley Cyrus's fan group's name? Because I know Justin was Believers. I, Miley had one too.
1: I don't know. I just remember that the girl had her phase where she was like, I'm going to twerk and pretend I'm in the Black culture. And then took it off as most white suburban <laughs> kids do. And whenever we bring that up, her fans are like, people got to grow and change. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. You need to grow and change. Get the fuck off my timeline.
0: <laughs> and then years later, fucking Billy Ray Cyrus hopped on and supported Lil Nas with his music video. And then Miley was like, I'm back. See, see, I was here the whole time. And, and everyone was like, no, 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 your daddy, not you. Listen. Not you. Listen. Oh, <laughs> Have one a time.
1: People love a problematic white child. Um, and I don't like children. <laughs> so, like, we just, we're in an impasse. Another layer to this, though, is that Beyonce is one of Chloe Bailey's mentors. And so people were definitely like, what do you think she should say to her mentee about all this? Uh, how is she going to disrespect Beyonce like this? And I'm like, y'all are taking this way too far. This is a fucking six I episode don't, It's.
0: Show. I don't think any of this is disrespect towards Beyonce. I think it's commentary on how crazy fan culture can get. Yes.
1: And they don't want to see themselves. So they're trying to be all like, I got to see what the queen say first. I'm like, the queen say get the hell off her lawn. That's what she say. And I need me. you to
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> facts? She said, "Just leave me the fuck alone and my children." And it honestly has nothing to do with her or whoever this fictional nausea is, because all nausea did was have a good career.
1: Which, is what a lot of people are trying to do, and people is always and they shit and doxing them and things. And again, like I, there's this thing where the stands think they are keeping this person boosted. These people are eating. The, they, they are getting their millions per movie. They are touring the world. They're doing what they want to do. You making edits and like tweeting about them every two seconds um, and like fighting people who have a different set of opinion is not what's keeping them boosted. Their managers and agents aren't being like, well, they was in three Twitter fights this week about this person, so therefore I should keep them in the loop.
0: Mm-hmm. These people mm-hmm. don't even
1: see this shit. Like most of them don't ever see it. Zaddy Pascal, don't know I'm tweeting about Zaddy Pascal. I do that because I'm thirsty and I have downtime. Um, I'm not like he's gonna see this and keep him lifting and getting more jobs. And
0: Word, <laughs> right, right. Um, side note, I found it. So Miley Cyrus's fan group's name are called Smilers.
1: Yeet Me into the Sun.
0: For real. Um anyway, so um somewhere in the the I wanna say the first third in the show um dre our main character finds out that there's an after party for the uh, music video drop uh festival that just happened and uh naja and her husband are going to be there um she sees her she gets a little too you know wrapped up in her little dream state and she bites her um that also happened um (laughs) to beyonce uh it was back in 2018 but uh, apparently somebody bit beyonce at a party and nobody knew who it was
1: <laughs> you know that person no longer with you us you can google it you know the is no longer with us. Uh, <laughs>
0: like, yeah they're, up, they're but... no longer with us. <laughs> um but it's still not like confirm confirm because there is really no evidence but tiffany haddish did uh break the silence so she came out and said it was Sine who bit Beyonce at that party that day? But that's just like one account, so we don't know for sure. But that's the story: is that she bit Beyonce until
1: Shana confirms. <laughs> I'm gonna believe it's anybody else because Tiffany Haddish talking about shaky characters.
0: That's true. I don't. I I definitely am not as down with Tiffany Haddish's word as I was maybe two or three years ago. And also, I, I love Sinead then, so like I'm just going to look the other way.
1: Because Here's my thing. I never liked Tiffany Haddish because like she's not my kind of humor, and I feel like if there's a reason she was working with Tyler Perry. Um, let's just say that and leave that there. Um, uh, if you know, you know. If you don't know.
0: If you know, you know. You
1: should talk to some black people like about Tyler Perry. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so I was never a fan of hers, but again, I'm not going to be like, don't let a black woman get a bag. And so I was saying less. And so when all this shit came mm-hmm. out last year, I was like, my spidey sense was tingling for a reason. I should have never doubted myself. And she was canceled for all of two minutes. And now she's back in girl's trip too. Yeah, that, that didn't
0: last. That didn't last very long at all.
1: And it makes me sad. Cause again, we have so many funny black women. We keep stealing them from Robin Thede. And yet we are out here pushing the Tiffany Haddish agenda for whomst.
0: I personally think that Robin Thede should have Tiffany Haddish's bag. I I think she's just funnier.
1: If you put her in Girls Trip too, is that Tiffany Haddish, my ass will show the fuck up. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Facts. Facts. But honestly, I'm gonna need um Robin Thee to relax because I need her to focus on that zombie movie that we're getting, because that that's gonna mean a lot to me. So like it's fine.
1: It's it? fine. Speaking of queens. <laughs>
0: Speaking of if queens. she could do that and
1: give us a call. Um
0: <laughs> well, Massacre at gmail.com. Love you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Um Okay, thirdly, the end of the show was really abstract. the The end of the show went like full on fucking Donald Glover. He loves that like think for yourself um, after I've given you just like a lot of description um, and not and have the ends come like within an inch of each other, but not touch. <laughs> um, so at the end of the show, it's like a time jump dre realizes that she's queer she's very more like masculine presenting now she meets a girl that she really likes she wants to bring her to a nausea concert she's like mm, i don't really fuck with her like that um goes anyway and then we have this like weird sequence where like nausea has marissa's face which definitely means something that I'm not really willing to get into right now because it's a little deep, what do you think?
1: That CGI pulled me out because I was with it. I'm not going to lie oh, I was yeah. with it. And then that CGI happened. I'm like, was Chloe unable to come back? Um, What had happened? Because like I feel if you lock your actors in for them the time you need them, it's good. We don't need to have you superimpose her face on somebody and have it be all weird. Like, If you want us to be like, we're in her delusion now, there's other ways of doing that than bad CGI, Donald. I... <laughs> That's my biggest red flag. <laughs> like, I was like, "Time out."
0: <laughs> was it worse than CGI Tony Todd though, in Candyman?
1: Ow. Was um, that
0: was that an anti-black question? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Don't take my black card away. I didn't ask that question. Never mind.
1: We don't it's talk like... about it. We just don't talk about it. It never happened.
0: But also, like random, I, met random. I, I was in the I was in the, the car with my dad yesterday and my dad told me about an interview and somebody was like "They somebody asked the Isley brothers like the the two remaining Isley brothers they were like uh pick one Prince or Michael Jackson and I was like what was the color of the interviewer because this is a very dark <laughs> question <laughs>
1: that is not that is not okay that is not even if we do have favorites which we all do we don't talk about that out loud
0: for real i mean obviously the answer is michael but like don't say that like don't don't ask that question i mean
1: i was gonna say prince or the artist formerly known as prince but you know what we don't, we don't talk about it
0: okay You see me? Outside
1: now, you it's see me like it's me. like we got company coming over get your shit together that's what it's like <laughs>
0: We can't let them know that we're savages.
1: Listen, we're no, s- sweep that floor and like brush
0: yeah. your <laughs> <retro> hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, CGI Tony's T- or CGI Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck CGI. Um, what's her name? Chloe Bailey. Yeah. there we go. Uh, yeah, and um, so that happens, and it's like whoa for a second and dre's in the audience just like super fucking mesmerized and then it seems like she gets on stage um and then it just kind of ends from there which i do think is another um, hint to a time and i don't know i didn't write down what year it was but a man this time did uh bum rush the stage ran after jay-z and beyonce at a concert in atlanta um, that also happened, so I. It's hard for me to like pull those two things apart because now Dre just happens to be masculine presenting, or trans. I don't, I don't know. And bum rushes the stage after the couple, which is like mm, we've also seen this before as well. So that's three. I feel like there's probably more, weaved in here that I missed, but those three things were like big internet sensations so when they came up in the show i was like i have seen this before and then i think of the the message in the beginning about a significance being on purpose yeah
1: i i just gotta pull up because like first off dre had a couple of real bad wigs um in these six episodes one of which is when oh, no they decided that like she was exploring another gender which Again, we don't know how to talk about that. God,
0: oh my God, why was her scalp so high? <laughs>
1: listen, listen. I'm like, can we go back into the eighties? Is this a box cut? What is we doing? Um Yeah. And, I oh, was another, dated. My other issues, but I'm not talking about that part of the show and her character because again, she was not given them layers and levels and textures. And so we have a woman who we know she's obsessed with a woman. or Has actually been obsessed with two women because like she killed her roommate, let's be honest. Um. Um. and was idolizing her as well. Uh, so we know that she's been obsessed with women, but because we're not giving her the care that she deserves, it feels like an abrupt shift to be like, she's super queer, and now she may or may not be presenting as a woman. And we don't understand how to talk about it because the writers didn't give us that part. It felt very much like, I don't know just what it is now. Everybody's so creative. And so like, I think it's a disservice to that character and it made the actor work at least twice as hard because she gave us a performance. But again, what would it have been had we done the due diligence?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to to get like a... Well, then again, like Donald Glover, he, he just don't be tying ends together on purpose. But it would have been nice if we were to get like maybe a little full circle episode because clearly dre idolizes women like you said she's obsessed with her um adopted sister or she's adopted but her she's obsessed with marissa her sister she's obsessed with naja um and then her new girlfriend which seems like she would do anything for until you know another strong woman in her life uh challenges that even though she didn't actually do anything just she was just brought up in a situation but maybe how that i don't know somehow had a impact on her sexuality um in the future maybe she wasn't actually queer after all maybe this is just like a little delusion maybe i don't know but to play with that a little bit would be yeah. would be pretty interesting maybe. because usually i don't want i don't want to say usually but oftentimes um I feel like Stans women are looking at men for, you know, because you know they're so cute or whatever. Like, I want to be Justin Bieber's little plaything. Or it's like, I want to be Beyonce when I grow up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it seems a little different here, maybe that she like really loves Naja or like loves her sister, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But Anyway, it's it's a whole web of things. I would like to see it touched on that didn't happen, and it probably never will, just because I know how Edward Glover be, but it would have been nice.
1: Like, we find out so late in the season that this girl was adopted, because we're trying to figure out what her and Marissa's real relationship was, because of things they said in that episode they had together, and you're like, these things mm-hmm. ain't matching up, and we find out so late she was adopted, which is part of whatever's going on, because- a lot of times part of the mental illness and part of the draw to people who are bigger than ourselves is looking for belonging and looking for a place. And that's why a lot of us end up in these like weird fandoms and like subcultures, because we're just like, these are my people. I feel like I have stuff in common with them. Or again, the idolization of I want to be them because that's what society likes. And so like all of us black women who are disrespected every day see Beyonce getting respect. And so of course some of us are gonna be like, I wanna be like her. How can mm-hmm, I be close mm-hmm. to the Yonsei universe? Um, mm-hmm. I, I would like respect too. Uh, and these are conversations that could have happened. And we have black women in the room, but again, like when there's a dude in charge, I don't know how much people feel comfortable saying and how much is ignored because like, yes, all men, all men are constantly talking over us. They're not really hearing us. And so they want to hear us conveniently. And so whether it's major or minor infractions, I wonder how that could have shifted things had like, malia obama and donald's co-creator of this been able to be like hey yo she ain't a dog
0: <laughs> also yeah, these things kind of wild. she's not a dog <laughs> what news. crazy
1: breaking news at nine o'clock um,
0: <laughs> snakes with human traits um <laughs> malia obama she only wrote for like one or two episodes right
1: she did the um, mockumentary episode specifically i don't know Mm. how their writer's room works because i know that sometimes oftentimes actually depending on the showrunner which would be donald in this case um the showrunner lets everybody write a specific episode but everybody's influencing everything because you have to like have the overall arc um and so like people's ideas make it into other people's episodes and vice versa um, mm. but again, because it says Donald, I don't know if that was the case. If it was like, this is what we're doing. You get this episode, you get this episode, go.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. regardless, I'm rooting for her. Same. Cause yeah. I,
1: I'm not going to lie. It could have gone either way because I'm always rooting for everybody black, but also I do see Donald sort of doing... So there's this thing <laughs> where um, certain black like, people get to be in certain rooms because of the people they know and certain advantages they had. And Donald Glover got to be- Oh, in, like,
0: like you mean uh, your your father being the president? The president? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that? Yes. And I know that Donald um, got to be in those NBC writer's rooms like for 30 Rock and stuff because was able to do those assistantships and fellowships and things. And I don't know his family. I don't know if he just like slept in cars and did it or if he had financial backing. But he got to do that, which is not something that a lot of us get to do as all of us. Most of the people we know who listen to our podcast are also creators of some sort. We don't get to just sort of like give up our lives and like not eat um, and have families support mm-hmm. us. And so I think that I love that she's able to write because, again, if you're going to be a nepo baby, you better fucking show up. But also, I can't help but wonder what it would have been like had he actually been like, let me find somebody who actually needs a shot and will not make it without some help. Because she was mm-hmm. gonna be fine. Her last name is Obama. She was gonna be fine. <laughs> Again, this is a good episode. She's a good writer, and I'm happy I get to know she's a good writer. But like, what would it look like had somebody who couldn't afford to like all these advantages or these assistantships and to go to Harvard and Yale and all that jazz been like, mm-hmm. I got stories.
0: Tag me. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at the very least, not to make it about. Oh man again but seems like to me that just women are smarter women are better so to me the more women on the opposite side of the camera and not even remotely near the camera in the writer's room will open up more opportunities for other women just because women know better yes and oftentimes men don't be thinking about shit like that So more women, the better, because I'm, I'm thinking like long run here, Malia Obama is in, then I would imagine that, you know, the, uh, the cycle can progress, but I, is that like shitty to say that I don't really trust a lot of men to think that way in the long run?
1: Like literally every week somebody's being outed as another abuser or another perv. Um, and by someone, I mean men. Like, (laughs) let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying there are no women who should be like uh, brought up on charges, Tiffany Haddish. I'm just saying saying the numbers are not good if you are a cis man. And so that's why we have to move differently um, because we never know when we're like, oh, yeah, we're hitting it off and we're co-collaborators. And all of a sudden you're on the news and you're like, he said what to who?
0: He did what to
1: who? you had a mm-hmm. meeting in whose hotel room like it mm-hmm. it's shocking and i yeah but like back to this show specifically i wonder if this functions or could function as an anthology and every season picks up a different kind of stand culture like this season's beyonce but next season swifties or whoever
0: i think that would be sick Yes. because you can still write these insane stories and let's be real like the source material is fucking endless uh swifties literally just took the fuck over the east coast this past week of, of recording because i guess she, i think she did like a show in boston and like but the east coast has been swarming with swifties right now and it's like It's the TikToks are getting insane. Like (laughs) the Swifties like just straight fucking taking over the subway. Um, But yeah, like there's there's ungodly stories like this in honestly. Every fandom Um, and different fandoms come with different backgrounds, right? Like also K-pop fans have done some ungodly things and have hurt their their idols um and you know you can take those other ungodly stories and stretch them even further and create another you know slasher killer but and still have it be around it's it's like the quiet or not quiet place sorry it's like the bird box idea yes like let's let's take the same concept and put it in different places so we can tell different different kinds of stories on the same gag and I think there's plenty of fucking real estate here. I would love to see it about Justin Bieber. Yes. Oh, you know what would be good? Because um, Selena Gomez, the Selenators, Selena, yeah, that's what they're calling The Selenators are getting down and dirty and have been since like Selena and Justin Bieber. I used to, one of my best friends is a believer, honestly, still to this day. Um, So I... I I never asked, but but I get it all. It's for the best, because um, that's how stand culture is. But you know, there's beef. Like, let's see a beef between two stand groups. Like, what if you know the the equivalent of uh, the barbs? Whenever this show is from Naja, and then they come together and have a fight. I don't know. Like,
1: Th- that's what I'm thinking in my little head because the crossovers are endless. Because you can have like Daniel Fishback come back and like just be in the same coffee shop as like the fucking Taylor Stan. And have them have like a little mm-hmm. moment and know that it was almost violence and you don't know who would have won. Probably.
0: Right. Probably right. like who's your favorite oh. artist and then you meet another. Yeah. Well, right? we don't know that because we could have a seriously unhinged Karen ass Wifty. Right? You never know.
1: Or like, what if it's the same festival? Because again, like these artists play festivals. And so you show up and you're in your nausea merch. And this bitch is in like her T Swizzle merch, and this other bitch is in like her Miley Cyrus merch, and y'all have like a little standoff for a second, and then you're like, oh no, that's mm-hmm. my bitch on stage. Y'all look, yo,
0: let's take let's take it overseas because, um, woke, well, uh, Asian, well, to my knowledge, Korean and some and Chinese, um, fan groups are very organized. Like they have like very organized like clubs. You know, and clubs have hierarchy of leaders um and crazy because asian cultures are very big on like respect and tolerance and um like humility and stuff like that so you could play with those themes over in asia for those fan groups which operate in a different way but can still get equally as crazy as the fans we have over here i'm giving this shit away for free dog
1: i'm into all of it all of it let's have it Let's do it. Let's just write it. Let's just write it. And we'll like email Miss um, Obama and Mr. Glover and we'll just be like hey, Right.
0: Season oh two God, is a party season. <laughs> Who are we gonna cast in it? We need we need more like like Paris Jackson esque. I we need we need Nepo babies. Come on, we need fucking Nepo babies. Who do we have?
1: I feel like and I know how it sounds, but I feel like Chet Hanks who appeared in that season oh! of Atlanta, could do what he do best. <laughs> he could do what he do best.
0: Absolutely. Oh my god, you throw a Chet stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's what he do best. Oh my god, that would be so good. Are you fucking kidding? This- yeah. Well,
1: he showed up in Atlanta. I had to pause because I howled. I laughed so fucking hard. I'm like, of course he'd be at his funeral being like, she's my
0: mom too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> oh my Lord. All right. Anything else on Swarm?
1: Um, I think we, I think we covered everything aside from how the internet overreacted to Chloe Bailey having a very tame sex scene.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Oh. They yeah. acted like it was straight up porn. Has she not said that was her ass. I would have thought it was a body devil. Like literally, you don't even get to see her um, for what we normally get as sex scenes go. That was PG thirteen.
0: Charee, typical charee is like more dick, more balls. Listen, listen, please.
1: I I'm so used to turning on TV and being like, I can see everything she ate. Um, and so the internet is just like, oh no, how dare she? How does Beyonce feel about her protege? It's like, bitch is paying her bill. Shut the fuck up. Like.
0: For real, Have you not seen I sex also scene just before? think that. Well, I don't know if the issue is with the sick sex scene as much as it is just with Chloe Bailey in general, because she gets like a lot of really weird hate over her sexuality, way before a Swarm. It just an like from of her Grown-ish. fucking. Social media. That's how far back it goes. It was an episode of what?
1: Of, an episode of Grownish, because her and her sister um were in college um on in that show. And they were like two track stars and she wanted to be the sexy one. And the sister didn't want to be the sexy one. And so it was a whole conversation.
0: Oh, I had no idea.
1: I used to watch a grown I know y'all. I know.
0: Um, <laughs> this is a safe space.
1: Yeah. There's no shame here anymore. Um, but I thought that was an interesting episode. But again, like, I don't want to get onto the Kenya Barris um, things we should be talking about and could be talking about. But like he also used them to talk about colorism and they were the darkest members of the cast. And so I'm just like, I don't know if you can have a colorism episode when you were also using CW guidelines, but you know what? Yeah. A conversation was had.
0: (laughs) They're like, they're like where light skin stops.
1: Listen, they are literally just past CW Brown, just past
0: yeah, they're I mean, they, I think they are the borderline. Like one step after you're no longer in CW Brown territory, but there's they're still CW Brown, yeah. They would sure. have been
1: seen for the charmed reboot. They would have been seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um I don't I don't really know what it is. I I obviously have no problem with women's sexuality. In fact, I think that we should be much more liberal about it. Um, but I will say Chloe Bailey has routinely been a little cringe on social media, nothing to do with, with the fact that she views herself as a sexual being, which I think is honestly great and should be taught more for not young girls, but, but young adults. Like it's okay to, to feel sexual in your body and to, to like the way that you look and, you know, to to, um to omit this energy I think that's a really powerful thing but Chloe Bailey she is a little cringe on the internet but you know what so am I I'm a little cringe on the internet also but it just you know what comes out of my mouth not what I you know do with my body but different levels of cringe but I think that's what really nailed in the sex scene is because she has this pre-existing history of being sexually cringe on the internet. (laughs) So people are like, oh, now look what she's doing. She was fucking on camera. (laughs) But it was, I've seen way worse. Like I've, I've seen French extremity movies with sex scenes where they like are literally actually fucking and those movies have awards so what's the and you didn't see anything you just saw like the top of her ass which looked beautiful by the way right
1: she was like they oiled me up and we did it donald directed the episode it was my first sex scene so i was nervous but it was actually really cool um and like again i i don't follow her enough online apparently to know all of the things she'd be doing but i do think that it's always interesting how when women own the sexuality it's a problem but when Mm -hmm. like they're uncomfortable about it or they are almost being forced to do it oh it's lovely and it's art it's like yeah it's like when men compliment women if a woman's like oh no thank you oh, i didn't know i was beautiful she stays beautiful If she's like oh yeah i know i'm a bad bitch it's like how dare you you fool of yourself yeah uh-huh <laughs> Fuck you then, bitch. right you need <laughs> me to validate you you don't validate yourself bitch oh uh, and it's like well nah. earl what
0: <laughs> there's definitely systemic forces at play with this internet overreaction because it, it wasn't a big deal Yeah, I don't think it was a big deal She was talking about it in some written interview Said that, you know, the two of them were laughing about it They had a little bouncy ball in between Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it seemed like a safe set She felt comfortable, everyone felt comfortable Especially because it was her first sex scene Yeah, And it lasted, what, like, not even a minute
1: Right? Meanwhile, Sherry Moon Zombie be out here Tits out first And nobody say nothing Yeah they're just like, her oh, husband shame. and her make movies. And I'm like, but what kind of movies? We need to ask this question. Because like, this bitch is always naked when I hit play.
0: <laughs> without fail. Without fucking fail. I also think it could be the, the talk. Because there was like, you know, sexy talk in the scene. And usually there's not. That's That's something that was different than most sex scenes, I feel like
1: you right they added that lorries and people were not ready they were like how dare you be yeah. i
0: yeah you know what yeah i think that could be a, actually a very big part of it because it's one thing to see it but it's one another thing to like it was the dirty talk probably had another little you know little adobo in there it was like whoa <laughs> they're like I can me you mean cinnamon,
1: and you gave me pepper <laughs>
0: What is this garlic powder? Not garlic. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I don't know what else there there is to be said. But I I think this show was flawed. But it's really fucking sick a concept. I want to see it bird boxed and quiet placed in Walking Deaded.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, but. Hey, maybe Sheree and I will steal it in the future.
1: Listen, listen.
0: (laughs) If we steal it in the future, I I would prefer to go over to Asia first. Actually, no. First, I'm going to start with Justin Bieber. Yes. And then have it be like a multi-fandom conflict. Bring in the Beliebers, the Selenators. Have them fighting. Bring in the... What was the... Do you know what the name was for the nausea fan group in the in the show did they did they have a name i thought they did um was it just a hive i i,
1: I could have sworn they had a name i because like i know swarm was the app they were keeping up with each other and that mm-hmm. tracks because there are there are so many fan groups and fan pages that's part of what keeps facebook still going and people are like he's playing this show and we all gotta go it's a pop-up show over mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and i'm like how do you get this mm-hmm. time to like follow somebody around i can not get time to like have an hour to myself <laughs> yeah, <Y'all> out here <laughs> caravanning.
0: <laughs> Figuring out the coordinates of Justin Bieber's hotel room.
1: Right, I'm just like, um, y'all should. I'm working for the FBI. First off, secondly,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know for real.
1: Can I buy some of your time? Because I would like to have a night off. Um, I won't talk anybody. I'll just sit here in my PJs, looking at my TV.
0: Period. Like a good Christian woman. Okay, Sheree, take us out of here, Miss Slayer. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Blurdy Massacre. You should follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and that TikTok where we all act in a fool on the daily. You can also rate and review your favorite blurds on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. Because we'll take five stars anywhere. We're not picky. Until next time, stay blurdy.
0: Stay blessed.
1: Listen, keep that Laurie's on deck. <laughs>